so we're going to see a lot of things happen in our downtown area. Some people are kind of nervous about what that's going to look like. This week on the Double Scoop podcast, public art in the city of Sparks, where officials secured a $50,000 grant, and now they're working on making the most of it. And I said, every time you look at this sketch, you're going to remember exactly that you and your mom were at this event and you were eating ice cream cones when you sat and got your portrait and you started talking about your favorite mem- You know, it goes down this train. Holly Hutchings found out more. We're meeting at a building called The Depot, a replica of an old train depot turned new art gallery. And we walked into this building. You should see the before picture. Because this was empty for like 10 years. Francine Burge is the special events supervisor for the city of Sparks. There was like sandbags in here <laughs> and old easy ups, some of them were broken. Oh, like, and so when the committee came in, they're like, oh, this has potential. And so like within like a couple weeks, we got a bunch of volunteers in here. We cleaned it up, we painted it. It still smells like paint. So this just got finished um, the 1st of July. This stretch of Victorian Avenue is sometimes brimming with booths as part of an art market or full of finger-licking rib lovers during the Nugget Rib Cook-Off. On this day, about a week before hot August nights, it's pretty quiet. I easily park between some restaurants and some charming train cars. And so this is the Glendale Schoolhouse. It's the oldest schoolhouse in the state. And, you know, by the name, you can kind of figure that this wasn't the original home. <laughs> it was on Glendale. And they moved it, let's see, yeah, they moved it in 1976. So inside, we just had this rehabbed f- four years ago. And we usually have it open during events so that people can go in. We have the, the schoolhouse, the train, and now we'll have the depot and gallery open during events. The Depot Gallery is a collaboration between the Sierra Arts Foundation and the City of Sparks. It's a small gallery that will host revolving artists and some pop-up artisan shows. So now we have, um, this is going to be renamed very shortly to the Tony Armstrong Amphitheater. We have a movie theater, or a movie screen, so we show movies in here. Uh, During the, the marketplace they do chef's demos. This is also a great place that nobody knows about that you could go come in here and sit and eat your ribs and it's nice and cool. <laughs> so, Last year, the city was awarded a $50,000 grant from the NEA that would help them pin down where and how to best include art in the city plans. Burge says that she wants the art to really reflect what people in Sparks want and what they find valuable to their lives. With their Together We See Sparks campaign, she hopes to get feedback that would direct the city's efforts. We have a, an arts and culture advisory committee. So they're the ones that are kind of guiding the big picture. And they are advisors to the city council. We have two visual artists, two performing artists, and one humanities person. We have about 17 volunteers that are all interested in art and would are community leaders and people, stakeholders that would like to see more art. They're basically creating a public arts plan, an overlay for downtown, with new policies and procedures not in place for arts and culture before. And at this point, one of the big jobs is educating the public on how new programs like this can celebrate and reflect the city. 
And also so that people know that, that we're not diverting funds away from road closures or road improvement projects or, or police. We applied for and received a National Endowment for the Arts grant, which is national funds. We were the only funded project in the state of Nevada that year, and it's a big deal to get one of these. And I think that regionally, we've been really lucky. Washoe County has received an Our Town grant. Uh, City of Reno has received not only an Artworks grant, but also an Our Town grant. We've received one, and we're going to go for another. What's, uh, we're bringing national funds back into Nevada in the arts, and I think it's really important. We want to make sure that every single piece of art that we commission is reflective of our community and is authentic to our community. So you wouldn't have somebody come in and make a piece of art that doesn't really reflect us. So the committee is asking people what they want to see. Burge says they're having fun with online polls that they've made to kind of take the temperature of people's desire for arts in the city. We're asking questions like, in a word, describe the city, or if Sparks was a movie character, who would he or she be? The city of Sparks is way different from Reno. It's, it's smaller. They're very proud to be smaller. You'll see a lot of comments about the Nugget and Bertha and Tina, which were the two elephants that they housed at the Nugget for years. Real elephants. Yeah. We've got like such an interesting history. Jennifer Charbonneau and Paul Finkel are two local artists that were selected after Burge and her committee made a call for artists to submit how they would want to ask the community for input. Finkel made a big easel for people to write their suggestions, and Charbonneau made a tricycle retrofitted to haul her art supplies, which she parks at local events and draws gesture portraits of those who stop by. It allows people to think that art it doesn't really need to be a thing. You know, it can be an experience. And Jen and Paul are doing that during our special events, giving people experiences with art. When the committee asked for public input a couple of years ago, Sparks residents said their number one priority for city spending is public safety. Their next priority is special events. So the committee is thinking of how to incorporate art into events like the Rib Cook-Off, the Water Lantern Festival, and the Lavender and Honey Festival. Yeah, I love Jen's project. It's called Scene Zine. And so she goes to events and she does these two-minute gesture drawings. And while people are sitting there waiting to get their, their portrait done, she asks them questions about how they relate to their city and what memories they have. And so then she's able to take all of these portraits and create a magazine with their stories. It's really exciting. We, we just got our first one and it's, it's very sweet. As the city formulates its arts plan, Burge and her colleagues are looking at not just the data from the surveys, but also the comments and stories that people leave with Charbonneau and Fankel, the artists. They're thinking of putting Fankel's work in a park in Golden Eagle, another huge gathering place for residents of Sparks. A lot of people go out there to play softball. So it'd be interesting to get their point of view because they might not come downtown. Uh, another place we might put them is um, the marina. Outside of downtown, I think that marina is also one of our huge gathering spaces. A thousand people use it per day on an average. They're either walking their dogs or they're playing at the playground or going to the dog park. Charbonneau says that her work here ties in nicely with other projects that she's done. The call-out itself coincided with some things that I had done in the past with communities with a project I made called Alley Art. 
working with the community, creating art with the community, doing like public uh, collective murals, things like that. And so I was like, oh, that works perfectly with their art call. With my proposal, like I guess with anybody who is submitting um, a project idea, you actually had to have some form of your mobile tool is what they called it or used <clears throat> as a frame of reference because you wanted something that was like easily movable and transportable to like different events and in different environments. I'm a, I'm a big cyclist. I'm a full-time cyclist and I have this trike in it. We already had manipulated a little bit for carrying and storage and I had intentions for a while to turn it into some sort of like an art car, or art bike or something like that. And with this, it was the perfect opportunity. You know, there's, if you're on the boardwalk in, at the marina in Sparks or along the river or something like that, like people get intrigued very quickly. Her idea was simple. She set up her bike like a mobile newsstand and she parks it at events and draws gesture portraits of people as she also invites them to share stories of Sparks. So I've done two events, and then I'm doing the rib cook-off. I was at the Lantern Festival, and it was nonstop. I had a line the entire time I was there for like three hours straight. I mean, it, it's unexpected popularity, but people are interested. She says the reactions to her pieces can be mixed. I've seen some people like, you know, shrug their shoulders. But at least they had that minute of like, and it's even like a little banter conversation if I can like, you know, get into the zone of that. And it's, it's just, you know, it's a time that I notice a lot of people get really relaxed. So if I do ask them, you know, what's, you know, make sure you write down your favorite memory of Sparks. And then people will just start telling me, I'm like, don't just tell me, like write it down. But I think a lot of the community is like itching to be interactive like that. And so I think the more projects or, you know, events that have more interaction-based things, the more people, I think, feel involved with their community, which is what I was noticing. Like with other projects of hers, Charbonneau says that putting herself into people's every day helps them crack open. And so when people would be doing their daily routine and then they saw me, and I mean, in New York, there were businessmen that like walked by and then they stopped and they like finally looked up and like turned around. And then I had guys in their ties, like flipping them back to paint. Like it's that like to interrupt somebody's daily routine to make them regain consciousness a little bit in like their environment is like kind of the best. I mean, that's the goal with the whole thing, I guess. Jennifer says sometimes people sitting at her mobile booth say they don't really have a story to tell. But regular stories from regular people could tell a lot about this city and the history. Well, there was like this woman and she sat down and this was at the first event we did, um, the Lavender and Honey Festival. And she sat down and she started speaking about how her family was the family who gave the land to the casino. So she, she, her family was the, the native rights owner. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, please write something about, because I was like, what do you have to say about Spire? She's like, I don't have anything. And then she tells me that. I'm like, that is something. Like, please write that down. Charbonneau says that she thinks these bits of information she's extracting as she draws people at various events is proving beneficial to the city. 
And Burge hopes the stories and input keep coming from residents of Sparks and the whole area as the feedback helps the city navigate a new era. Burge says incorporating the art people want will do more than just make things pretty. Art can also serve as a way to kind of help people adjust to change. So we're going to see a lot of things happen in our downtown area. Some people are kind of nervous about what that's going to look like. Um, And what we can do is we can create art that brings them all back to what we're really about, which is small town. For the Double Scoop Podcast, I'm Holly Hutchings. I seem to have misplaced my mind. I feel like I've been drinking turpentine. This has been Episode 6 of the Double Scoop Podcast. Our host this month is Holly Hutchings. Thank you to Reno musician Greg Gilmore for lending us the music clips. Double Scoop is an independent news source that covers the visual arts in Nevada. We're funded by readers and listeners. You can follow Double Scoop on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Join our email list at doublescoop.art, not.com.art. If you like our work, you can support us via Patreon. Next week and the following week, tune in with Holly Hutchings to learn about murals, tourism, and other things that come to mind when we talk about art in downtown Reno. I'm Chris Wagner. Thanks for listening.